0: Spiritual disciplines are big ones. Are we praying? Are we
1: reading the word of God? Right. Are
0: you know What is our example? You know, right. I think those are all important things, right? Yeah.
1: If I said I'm going to treat my wife this way and I'm going to ask her out once a month, I'm going to do that. If I said I'm going to quit drugs and I'm going to stay away and I'm going to get rid of certain numbers and that's what I'm going to do. And you've got to follow through. You've got to trust that process of following Christ and what God has called you to do. Listen, if God calls you today to get rid of all your contacts and not get hold of people who sell you pot or heroin or crack cocaine or whatever it is, then you know what? Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn from Eagleville Bible Church, along with me, Steve Arselik, another pastor of Eagleville. And uh, we just went through Easter. So we had Good Friday. It's great, great to celebrate the death of Christ. Of course, the resurrection is the reason we have hope. They didn't just kill him and then uh, maybe it wasn't all true. I mean, coming back from the dead really is kind of a proof positive. But it also becomes that symbol of dead to sin, alive to God, that you can have a new life. So that's what I wanted to focus on today. Uh, a couple of verses, uh, One Second Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. And that's really a big part of the Christian life is right there, is trying to— get rid of the old stuff that doesn't need to be there where it could be impatience or anger, addiction, lust, whatever. And then we're trying to, man, that, that shouldn't be there. Like I need to be more like Christ. So maybe if we were bitter, not forgiving, become more forgiving, so on and so forth. So I think that's definitely the challenge for us. No, I agree. I think it's
0: a, I, I honestly believe is like, and it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how many years we put in front of how long we've been a mm-hmm. uh, uh, have put our faith in Christ, that doesn't mean anything. It's about as worthless as, as anything, because the reality is, it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. The the, the important question is, how are you growing? Right. Where are you going? What are you doing with that new knowledge that you're no longer in ignorance, right? That, right. okay, what are you doing with that? Well, how, how is it making you more and more Christ like? What right. does that really look like in your life? And those are, I think they're hard questions for all of us as Christians. You know, where we have to do this self evaluation and look at and are we continuing to grow more and more into these things?
1: Yeah. Are we eating baby food or are we, right. or are we maturing? Are we maturing the meat? Yeah. Are we yeah. really getting into the word and right, really right. growing? I've always looked at it too, as far as to me, Steve, it's more about, progress and perfection because i realized this side of eternity we're never going to be perfect yeah, but you do want to see people making progress and it says in romans 6 3 through 4 don't you know that all of us were baptized into christ we're baptized into his death so spiritually i'm connected to that death on the cross he said we're therefore buried within through baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may live a new life and that's always the point of it i mean Jesus, christianity wasn't never designed to just say hey you're forgiven Mm -hmm. and now you can just keep coming back to that well of forgiveness live like the devil all week right Right? because that's a brokenness i mean there's a lot of broken patterns in this world that why do i want to go back i mean it's like a dog eating vomit you know or eating another dog's crap why in the world do i want to go back to that all the time and eat man jesus christ saved us to be better to have better than just something that's going to hurt us it's going to hurt people because a lot of the sinful patterns uh, adultery man that hurts marriage that hurts people uh, immorality hurts people uh, dishonesty hurts people uh certainly addiction hurts people so you look at it like these patterns that he wants to save us out of a lot of these things are hurtful even if we have impatient patterns you know where we're hard on maybe we're hard on our kids we're hard on our wives That that is be better if we're not oh absolutely
0: right so yeah, I, think, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I think, I forget the name of the, the reference on the Proverbs, but, you know, as a dog returns to its vomit, so right. the fool returns to his folly. You know, and I, I think about, you know, I think as well, you were talking about, it, you know, Christianity just isn't the fire insurance. You know, Jesus said, repent and believe, not right. just believe. Right. I mean, everybody wants to forget the repent part. And to repent means to change. Repent means to put those old selves to the side, to, as, as represented in the waters of baptism. I think about that as we have a baptism here and all these things going on and you know, that we are dead to the old self. We go into the water. We're dead to the old self. We come up out of the water alive in Christ, committed to following him, committing to be different, committing to repent, committing to change, committing to be sanctified, continue to be more and more like him, right? Right. And, and, and we, we talk about, we talk about you know That means to be made holy, to be set apart. And to be set apart from what? Well, to be set apart from the world. Right. Right. We have to be different than the world. Right. And I think that's a big challenge for us because the world is so all consuming and all the craziness and chaos of it. And while we have to live in the world, we can't be of the world. We have to be come up out of her, right? You right. know, I think
1: about the warning. Well, I think it's always a challenge. I think yeah. it's I think it's too keeping your faith, you know, as a Christian, you know, one of the challenges that I would see is they're living a new life. You know, when you've been a Christian for a long time. You could, A, backslide. You could, B, get dull in your walk with God. Like, you kind of get, maybe it's a little passe. Maybe you're not really spending that time in the Bible. You're not spending the time praying. And those are things that there's always a challenge. Like, Paul says, he I love what Paul said in Philippians 3. I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings. I want to become like him in his death. So, somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. And I think that what he's talking about there is to attain not only eternal life, but to experience that power in my life, to experience that power for a new life. And he said, not that I've already obtained it or have already arrived at my goal. And I, and you know, if the apostle Paul says that I have not obtained all this, I have not yet arrived at my goal. Now, part of that goal might be, he dies for Christ, right? To live as Christ, to dies game. But, Part of that is also just in this life. I take it as as a very real, in real time, Paul saying, hey, I'm not perfect. I haven't gotten everything squared away yet. And to me as a Christian, one thing I've noticed, there's always more to work on, man. There's always better that we can do.
0: Yeah, no, and I, you know, that's one of the things I love about Paul. You know, I, like, I just like his honesty, you know, even in his own testimonies and acknowledging some of these things is that he is continuing to grow. He is continuing to mature, you know, and and, and I think about, you know, what even his, as we've been studying in the book of, of First Thessalonians here, I'm, I'm reminded back even in chapter 4 as he was talking to this new church that had such a great reputation for their faith, and they were a, a great church, but he kept, t- you know, he told them even, you know, Uh, brothers and sisters, we instruct you how to live in order to please God. And as, in fact, you are living. He acknowledged they're doing well. But he says this, now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. Right. You know, we can't ever stay where we are. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long a believer, like we've been talking about. We've got to be doing some of these things in Christ-like behavior more and more. growing in that, maturing it, just like Paul is what someday we can say. Right. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I want to get better, Steve. I mean, I always want to, you know, I want to be a better dad, a better uh, husband all the time. You know, I want to just continue to challenge myself always to more unselfishness or more, hey, what can I do for you? And whatever it is, I mean, I want to get better. I mean, as a runner... I can look at that and say, no, do I really want to improve my times? Not per se. Like, I'm not looking to do that, but I'm looking to stay in shape. I think some things in Christianity is about maintaining fitness. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, some things like I'm not, some things I don't struggle in, but I got to maintain and keep myself on a good path. So, I mean, I think there's a maintenance aspect of it Yeah, well, spiritual disciplines are big ones. Are we praying? Are we reading the word of God? Are, you know... What is our example? You know, right. I think those
0: are all important things, right? Yeah.
1: And is God leading? I mean, coming up with ideas like you want to do a golf league this yeah, year. Right. I want to do a, a run thing. So, I mean, it's just what, however God is leading. I confess, I may want my golf scores to improve. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you... and you That know, probably
0: you, won't happen, but... Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's all right. We'll have some fun doing that one anyway, but right. Yeah. You
1: know. did you get beat by my buddy Brandon the other Oh day? yeah, yeah the probably. I, I I don't know the
0: the scores are so bad we probably just
1: threw that card away. He said that he, he goes again. well. He goes I don't really know, but I he goes I know I was top three and there were seven of us playing. He yeah. told me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was
0: probably well I might have been shortly thereafter, but it wasn't good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he goes I had my best game I've ever yeah, had. You he, know? he
0: was hitting the ball good. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, better
1: than me. Yeah, better than you. But, you know, there's always room for improvement. I think spiritually, you know, I, I kind of feel that way. But one of the things that I see, and we celebrate recovery is a uh, ministry that you uh, definitely spearhead and have a huge part in. I think it's one of the, you know, I would say one of the most important ministries that we have as a church. And if you look at something that's led to church growth, you look at something that has people that actually attend church on a regular basis. They, a lot of these people have come through Celebrate Recovery, and they've come through the program, they do the steps, uh, they found Christ. I mean, these are people that came in and thought worship was weird to the point now they oh, they yeah. like singing the songs. Uh, they came in not understanding it, now to the point of embracing it, uh, following Christ, being here, even to the point of, you look at a Jimmy and Thiesa, to the point of maturity and serving and helping others. That's absolutely huge. So we, we have that opportunity to see a lot of people come from some pretty – Tough spots in life, uh, get their act together. And one of the things that you and I are always concerned about, whether we do a baptism or when, when people are coming and they're all excited, oh, I want to be involved. I want to do this. I want to do this. And all of a sudden, they just get it together. They're all on fire, completely oh, yeah. on fire, 100%. It's knowing that that emotion that they feel at that moment is not going to sustain them. You can't base your Christianity on some flimsy feeling of elation that woohoo, you know what I mean it's like I'm at a Browns game all the time well Browns play on Sunday right Te- normally yeah, right, right? right NFL's yeah. on Sunday sometimes Thursday night but you you get your one whatever three-hour game and everyone's in there they're cheering and they're all excited and yeah that's that's part of it but I'm not looking for a high and I fear that some people it's there's a weakness here in Christianity because right. you're going for an emotion. And that is not life change. That is not doing the true work of really, no, I need to, I need to stop swearing like a drunken sailor. I need to be faithful. I need to quit using drugs. There's steps like, yeah, emotion is fine. But Christianity is beyond just emotion, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, I agree. And I think it's beyond just getting the feel goods. I mean, because what happens when the feel goods wear off? And then what? Is there still is something different about God? Right. Did it go away? And no, I think if anything, I think one of the things is we put off some of these little things that we, as we stop returning to the vomit, as we stop returning to the folly, I think that we actually gain, I think there's actually gain because I think we do gain. Love, joy, peace, patience, right, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control—the whole fruit of the Spirit—in our lives, and and I think there is less drama. I think there is less of this emotional roller coaster right. all the time. And and if I don't get this uh, emotional spiritual high, somehow something isn't right in the world. You know, right. I, I think we can become a little bit more even keeled, and, and 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 just we experience life more to the full. Of Jesus right. intended.
1: Well, it's like love. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. You. I love my wife. It doesn't mean that I feel passionately in love with her every day. I mean, I love her dearly. I think my love for her is deep, and I do have a lot of feelings, but it doesn't mean 24-7 I do. Maybe one day I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm not going to get confused and say, oh, oh, wait, maybe I don't love her. Because, I no, love is not just an emotion. Love is a commitment to doing the right thing. And the same thing on Sunday mornings. I I learned this uh, many years ago, back actually when we were at the Expo Center. And I remember, Bill, it doesn't matter how you feel today. It's irrelevant. You don't have to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. You're here to do what God wants you to do. And some days you feel super upbeat about that. Maybe some days you feel tired. But I'm not going to base my whole spiritual experience on how I feel on any given day. Because I think that chasing that the constant emotions is not pers- is the shallow, fluffy stuff. It's yeah. not... It's not the hardcore work of obedience, doing the right thing, really changing my life, digging in, being committed. I don't see it as being the same thing. And I really fear those who are leaning on an emotion because I know when that evaporates and on that day, they don't feel quite feel up to it. It's just there's nothing there. Right. And they, They don't feel
0: that peace or that contentment. And we are encouraged, you know. I think, you know, all the time, Paul says, I learned to be content. You know, mm-hmm. we, we read in Ecclesiastes, you know, be, be content with your lot in life. And right. And why don't you live things? And, and I think some of that comes with spiritual maturity. right? You know, is that as we come to understand some of these things, it doesn't matter whatever, the chaos. And, I mean, my goodness, think about all the things going on in this world right now. There's lots of things we can get frustrated with. You and know, we the hairs in the back of your head can start right, staying right, up. Right. You just go, you know, but it's all good. God's still sovereign. He's still in right. control. Right, right? And, you know, ultimately, you know, He's going to work good things to those who love him, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just got to focus on that. Stay on task. We got to keep doing. what We got to do. We got to come to church. We got to love people. We got to help people. We gotta. We got to teach people. Right. We got to be grounded in the Word of God. No, nope. all these. These are all things that all of us have to do. It Doesn't matter if you're well, a pastor or whatever. We all have to do these things, right?
1: We're going along just with that. I, I think that goes to the next thing I want to talk about is just follow through. Because when you, whenever you make a commitment, you have to follow through. So we started Celebrate Recovery back in whatever. You know, it was a long time ago, Steve. Yeah, we
0: started at, we actually came together as a group in 2006.
1: Okay. So yeah, fi- now you're 15 We're, we're years, in our 15th year. Yeah. yeah, your 15th year, it took follow through. Oh, In other yeah. words, you, when you start doing it, you're going to, if Christmas falls on a Tuesday, you're still going to have it. Yes. it's if Christmas Eve, that does interfere with it. So they might have to have it somewhere else or just join us with Christmas Eve services. I mean, that's the one day. When Christmas Eve falls on a Tuesday, where that's kind of tough because the church is used for yeah, that day. Yeah, being that
0: day, we tried to set up, make sure somebody was over to chapel if they need to meet or talk or talk Correct. about
1: something. We still tried to accommodate that need. But the follow through is phenomenal. Right. The and, and, and the follow through you guys have had. The thing that had it, it took
0: is amazing. It wasn't dependent upon me, it's never dependent upon one person. To be that successful these 15 years required an incredibly dedicated, faithful group of leaders. Right. And even participants to come back with a willingness. And bring their friends. And bring their friends with a willingness to build into each other. To fellowship together, to live life together, right. to experience victory together. I mean, that took like a whole team of people. I I can't tell you how many churches that I've had. I, I, I'm not. This is no way, and I don't mean this is a boast, but churches have actually come to us looking for a way to to learn about how to do CR, and they go and try. And my number one encouragement to all time is this: you've got to have a dedicated team of people. Right. Without outside of that, if you don't do that, if you don't show consistency, if you're not there every week when you say you're going to be there you you're gonna fail right. you're doomed for failure well, if you that, don't follow through if you don't stick with it if you don't keep going i and, agree and so i agree many, 100%. i've seen so many of those groups fall
1: off over the time because right. there's no consistency right there is no follow through. Right. And you can't There's be hit no you commitment. can't be hit and miss. And that's and sometimes, by the way, spiritually, you know, I feel like there are times you get in hit and miss you're not reading your Bible as much as you should, or praying with your right. wife as much as you should. And you gotta get back in that emotion or back in that motion of doing those positive things you set out to do that you committed yourself to doing to make sure you're doing it. It's like exercise. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: People say, Well, sometimes I feel like God has moved. Well, wait a minute, God didn't move where'd you go are you doing those things are you in your work are you going to fellowship are you in church are you you know praising god and if not
1: you wonder why he moved well
0: no he didn't move you moved right right? and it's a
1: feeling again that's based on feelings emotion he didn't go anywhere But I, I look at that, as like, you know, running or anything else. Once you get out of those good habits, then sometimes it's difficult to get back in, whether it's lifting weights or doing push-ups or whatever it is physically. Well, spiritually, it's the same thing. If there's certain things you've committed yourself to, and hey, you know, uh, Mark is doing uh, 40 days, so he gave up negative talk. So that's something that's been challenging for him once you get in a pattern of doing it, you got to be committed. I said, no coffee. I have to be committed to follow through with that. It's been tough, man. I've been at diners. I've been at great breakfast places, (laughs) nothing better with breakfast in my opinion than coffee. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, at these great places, can I have tea with a little bag so I can drive? you know, like, so I, but you know, I'm going to make that commitment. I'm going to stay with it. But I think spiritually it's just, no, if I said I'm going to treat my wife this way and I'm going to ask her out once a month, I'm going to do that. If I said I'm going to quit drugs and I'm going to stay away and I'm going to get rid of certain numbers and that's what I'm going to do. And you've got to follow through. You've got to trust that process of following Christ and what God has called you to do. Listen, if God calls you today to get rid of all your contacts and not get hold of people who sell you pot or heroin or crack cocaine or whatever it is, then you know what? He didn't change his mind two days from now. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? If God asks you to do something, it's not like He's, oh, that was just for two days, now you get a break. So I look at those kind of things and say, no, when it's a moral right and wrong thing, this is a moral right and wrong. And every day I got to be committed to walk on the path, no matter what. And that I'm telling you, that's where success comes from. You get good follow through on these people with CR. They start following Christ. They go through the steps. They stay away from the bad influences. They do the right things. I'm telling you, that's the those are the people right there that I see not relapsing. That I see just making good choices over and over again because they are following through on their commitment. Yeah, and
0: I think about you know you were talking about some of those things. I don't think God gives us these boundaries to make life that we can't have fun, or it's penalizing in any way, shape, or right. form. God just knows, man, if you're within my boundaries, life is good. Right. It's only when you get outside my boundaries where there's problems, right. where there's consequences of our sins, you know right. what I mean? And and, and, and again, I think it comes, it comes back to, like I think these are true marks of, of of a disciple of Christ, which we all have to evaluate against, and I think that's the big thing. You know, we were even studying in Daniel last night, and you, you remember about the handwriting on the wall where it oh, says yeah. many, many, tekel yeah. Parson, and what he told, what the, the interpretation of the dream was, back to Belshazzar, was that, dude, you, your days are numbered. You you have been weighed on the scale, scales of right, and you have been found wanting. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a message that was to even the rest of the world or even the Babylonians that were hearing this message symbolizing the entire world. Hey, you, you, you've got to measure yourself and all of us have to measure ourselves, evaluate ourselves. How are we growing, how are we And how are we doing? We're not talking about perfection, but we've got to be on this path. We've got to have right. some skin in the game. Right. We've we got to have some ownership or we're kidding ourselves,
1: well, right? You Think about how many people, you know, one, one of the things that helps me uh, to stay on the path is realizing how many people depend on you to stay on the path. Yeah. So so if I mess up, well that's gonna hurt other people. And I think as a dad, as as a mom a grandparent, whatever it is, you got to think about those who look up to you and those who need you to be sober, those who need you to be righteous, those who need you to set a good example, going to church, those who need to see a good example of service, those who need to see what joy is all about, you know, what really being an unselfish person is really all about. If we're not setting that example, Steve, you know, what are they going to see?
0: I agree. I think, I mean, I can go back, do that self-evaluation. I can remember what my life was like when I would have Claimed a belief in Christ, which I, I honestly believe that I did believe, but I was like the prodigal son not living it. Right. And, and, and if I go back and compare my life to there, to where I am today. Right. There ain't no way I'm going back. Right. I'm not going to turn back my today life gets better and better as i'm I'm not perfect but as i keep going forward i look you know every day life is better
1: no turning back boy no turning back and it's like
0: no man i I don't ever want to go back to that
1: you know one of the analogies i have i mean going right along with what you're saying an analogy that i thought of recently i think there are people who have faith they don't know how to use their faith it would be like if i hand you my camera You don't really know how to, you're not going to know how to use it. I could set you up on some of the easiest settings and you can point and shoot, but you're not going to understand light and what's controlling light and where you want to be on your apertures versus shutter speeds versus focal length, blah, 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 all the stuff that I've learned. And it's become like second nature to me. And I think sometimes people are like that. They have this faith. They have this great, all these great resources. They have no clue how to use it. And because they don't know how to use it, they're kind of like haplessly wandering around in the world. It's like, yeah, they went to church as a kid. They they have some. If you ask them if they believed in Jesus Christ, heck, yeah. You know, if they believe in the Bible, yeah, but they don't because they've never practiced it. Like, they've never really put that Bible in their hands and read it. They've never really looked into the verses to see. They don't know what prayer, the power of prayer, and really what it's all about. Yeah, they have a, a faith, right? But they... But since they don't use it, they just don't really understand it. I, I never understood a camera until I th- switched it in the manual and just started pushing buttons until I figured it out. Yeah. Honestly, I just kept switching my command dials around until until I learned it. I forced myself to get out there from day one and just learn those controls and, and what it does and how it works. And that's how you got proficient at it you know what i'm saying you had to use it there are too many people not using their faith
0: yeah and i think that's why i think we're such big proponents of small groups mm-hmm. uh coming together not only fellowshipping just getting to know each other but we're studying right. the word of god together right. maybe sharing in a meal right uh, all the activities that we do whether it's the coffee nights or whether it's a run club whether it's a golf league oh, whether right. it's celebrate recovery whether it's uh you know, uh, prayer meeting, right. whatever it is that people are coming together. And, you know, as iron sharpens an iron, so, so, so one man sharpens another, right. right? I mean, here, the thing, we come and we help each other with these things because if we don't know how to do it, well, I got ha- to go somewhere that somebody can help show me how to right. do that. How are you doing these things? And where, where, where does it go about? Help me to learn. And we've got, but I, again, I think we've got to be an active participant in it. Right. And we just can't sit back and
1: well, I hope this all happens. Right. Well, it was like when we went, and I'll leave it with this story. When we went down whitewater water, yeah. the upper you come goalie. out of the boat. You need to be an active participant, uh, participant in your, your own rescue. rescue. <laughs> He's like, we would only tell you in any other river, put your feet down, we'll come get you. In this one, you better be, be splitted, an active participant in your own rescue. And I think for us at Salvation, that's how it's meant to be, man. Be an active Participate in your own rescue. All right. Thanks for coming, Steve. We appreciate it. Hope this has helped you. You all have a great and a blessed week.